This message was recorded live at Elevate Church in Erie, Pennsylvania. As followers of Christ, we follow a God who was crucified, dead, buried, got up, walked out of the tomb, demonstrating that there's nothing that you and I can't walk out of. He doesn't love me based on my performance. God loves me based on my position. It matters so much that we imitate Christ and we live out those principles. There's nothing that you could do. There's, there's no great sin that you could have ever committed that would be a barrier between you and Jesus. To learn more about Elevate, how you can get connected, or how you can support the work that Elevate is doing in Erie, visit elevatechurch.com. I'm excited because this is my favorite series. This is the, the, the series that I look forward to doing all year long, where we can talk about God's heart, what's important to God. And last week we talked about having a correct view is, is what's, what's primary. Having a correct view of people, having a correct view of, of the problem, what the problem is. And we said the problem really is that 40.7 lines around the world. The problem, if, if, if God is kept up at night, if that's such a thing, then what keeps him up at night is lost people. Is that if the world ended today and it was all over today, that would be the 5.4 billion people that don't know God. So that's the problem. And so we're fixated, we're focused on the problem, but also, I love being a part of a church that has the correct view of the solution. And you guys are a huge part of that solution, reaching out, doing all that you can to, to be generous, to live generously in our city and beyond. So we have a correct view of the, the problem and the solution. And today, I wanna take that one step further and talk about taking action. In fact, that's our title today. Taking action really until Jesus runs this town because we all have time, talents, treasures, and touch to be able to give. And God wants us to be rich in our action, to be rich in our good deeds. And the reality is every person in this room is rich. Did you know that? Like, aren't you glad you came to church today to hear that you're rich? Like, I'm rich? I had no idea I was rich. You're rich. In fact, just, just because we live in like the wealthiest country in the world makes us rich. Now, you might not feel that way. In fact, you'd say, Colby, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not, not rich. Rich isn't one of them. Have you looked at my bank account? And I would, I would submit to you that it doesn't have to do with what's in your account currently to be rich, that we are rich, that God has blessed us as a nation, God has blessed us as a people. Uh, in fact, if you compare us to the rest of the world, right, we're extremely rich, we're rich. Maybe you don't feel that way, but some of you, you woke up this morning and you went in your closet, ladies, and you said, I have nothing to wear. But if all your clothes in your closet fell on top of you, you would be suffocated and no one would find you for like weeks, all right? You'd just be buried under all that. We're rich, we're rich. Some of you went to your fridge and opened it up and said, I have nothing to eat except these leftovers. Well, did you know there are places in the world they don't have a word for leftovers, so we should embrace the fact that we're rich. We should embrace the fact that we are blessed to do what? To take action. We are blessed to be, in fact, a blessing. And I believe today, God wants to teach us that. How you and I live out of the overflow of all that he has blessed us with. And one of my favorite biblical truths that is gonna help to take us there for us to focus on this morning to hopefully move us from the why of all this to the, the how of it has to do with being rich in good deeds, has to do with being 
rich in taking action. Not just talking about doing something, but actually doing it. How do we move it from, from our heads, right, to our, to our hands? How we move taking action from more than just a desire or a good idea, you know, into making a difference, taking action. And at the end of our time today, I'm gonna give you a practical way that you can do that. In fact, you're gonna leave here uh, with a card that's going to empower you to put into action this message on action. Sound good? All right, here's our foundational text. Nobody said it sounded good. I don't care. I'm gonna keep going. Here we go. First Timothy chapter six, verse 17. Uh, this will kind of set us up for today. And this is Paul writing a letter to his church planner, protege, Tim, Timothy. And he's dealing with this very thing. Timothy's a church planner, and Paul's saying, hey, here's what you need to do with your church. Here's how you need to tell them to live generously and how to navigate using all that we have, leveraging all that we have in order to make a difference. So he says this, teach them, teach your church who's, who's rich in this world uh, not to be proud and not to trust in their money, but it's easy to do especially as you see your earnings you know, going you know, up and to the right, it's easy for us to, to focus on our, our monies, to focus on our wealth. And he says, don't do that. Instead, you should be trusting in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Now, real quick, we don't feel guilty about being born into this geography, about being born into a country that's blessed. That's not the point for us to feel guilty. It's so we can understand that we are blessed. And because we are blessed, we should be asking the question, why? Like, why are we blessed? Well, what, are, what are we to do with all you've given us? He says, here's what you do. Tell them to use their money to do good, to be rich in, what's that say? Good works. In other words, taking action. To be rich in taking action. To be rich in making a difference and generous to those in need, always being willing, always being ready to share so that by doing this, you'll be storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future. Then he says, so you can experience true life. In other words, there's, there's a difference between simply living and truly living. A difference between just existing and, and what it means to, to experience true life, that you can experience something greater and apparently the difference in, in, in existing or really living has a lot to do with how we handle what we've been given, how we handle what, what God has blessed us with, how we see our blessings, how we see our, our lives, the action that you and I take with our, our time, touch, talent, and our treasure has a lot to do with that. And I pray that God helps us this morning to get this. Look at verse 18 one more time. That This is what God wants for us, to be rich in action. Tell them to use their money to do good, to be rich in good works and generous to share uh, with those in need, always being ready to share with, with others. God, I pray today that that word would be embedded in our hearts. That word would set the tone for where you're taking us this morning. God, that we would have an open heart uh, as it relates to, to the impact we're to make and ask ourselves this question, are we in fact rich in good deeds? Are we rich in, in taking action? God, are we doing everything we can with all that you have given us? I pray that you would impress that upon 
our hearts in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So the question then is, how rich are you? How rich are you in taking action? How rich are you in your, your generosity, in your, your good works, in your willingness to share? Are you rich in serving others? How rich are you? Are you, are you wealthy? Are you upper middle class in generosity? Are you, are you middle class? Are you, are you below the, the poverty line in your generosity? And you might say, Colby, does it really matter? Because I said yes to Jesus, I'm a follower of Jesus, does, this, does all this other stuff really make a difference? You know, because I'm, I, I said yes to Jesus, but I don't, my coworkers don't even really know I'm a Christian. Like, I'm kind of a, a stealthy Christian, you know? I, I wouldn't think my family even knows I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a Christian ninja, is what I am. <laughs> Nobody knows it. So does this even really matter? Does it make a difference what I do with what I've been given? I would say absolutely. It makes a difference. It makes a difference how you live your life. It makes a difference the way that you, you steward the moments of your life. It makes a difference what you do with what you've been given. And it goes back to this. Brace yourself. Here is, here's the truth, that you are not saved by your action. However, you are saved for action. You're not saved by it. No one can earn their salvation. You can't do enough, right? You know this. You can't score enough points. You don't reach a, a certain level with God. And he finally says, oh, you reached level 27. Now you're saved and set free. That's not how it works. And because we're not saved by our action, but we are saved for action, then we should make every moment count for the cause of Christ. We should do everything that we can. We should take action. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2.8, through 10, for it is by grace you've been saved. Many of you, you understand that. Some of you, maybe you, you haven't received that yet, and I'm praying that today you do, that maybe you're here and you're not a follower of Jesus. Here's what you need to know, you can't earn it. For it is by grace that you have been saved. Not anything that you could do, you didn't do it, through faith in Christ. As you put your hope for salvation in him, and this doesn't come from yourselves. Because if it came from yourself, there would be no need for us to have a savior, right? There'd be no need for Jesus, there'd be no need for him to die on the cross for us. So it didn't come from us, it's the gift of God, not by works so that anyone can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to, what's that say? Do, to do, to take action. It's to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, that was his plan all along. That we're not saved by our own action, but we are saved for action. Listen, before you received Jesus, before you had this encounter, your whole life was leading up to that moment in time where you had the realization that, that Jesus died for you, that he saves us from our, our sins. Everything in your life was about that point in history where you realize there's nothing you could do to earn it, where he paid the price for that, his, his uh, death on the cross, the nails, everything was taken for us, our sin, in, the, in that single moment. But then after that realization, now everything in your life is to be in response to what he's done for you. Now everything in your life is to be uh, towards that grace that you received through Jesus. God is telling us that he shaped us for significance and that he placed us here in, 
in Erie, Pennsylvania, I wish it could be the Bahamas, but in Erie, Pennsylvania, you know, in December of 2017, to make an impact, he created you uniquely. You are God's handiwork, created specifically for a work that he prepared in advance for you to do so that you could take action, so that you could be an action taker and a difference maker. Every single one of you, you've been made for mission. You've been formed for good works. In fact, we could say it like this if you wanna write this down. God has a divine to-do for you. How many of you guys have a to-do list from your wives, a honey-do list? No one, I'm the only one. <laughs> Kristen, can you talk to some of these other women? God has a divine to-do for you. And some of you know that. Some of you have embraced that. Have you ever had that moment like in your life where you just, your eyes were open and you're like, I was born for this. Like I was created to do this and you just knew you were fulfilling something. You saw a need and you met that need. I was, I was born for this. Maybe some of you, like me, you have the gift of yard work. Actually, I really don't. I hate it, I hate it. But you love it. Maybe you breathe you know, soil, you love soil, you, you dream of fertilizer, right? You, you dream of the day that you can exercise your gift of, of weed whacking and lawn mowing and, and make a significant impact, you know, in someone's life. Like, that's what you dream of, yard work. In fact, you're, you roll up into your neighborhood and you see your neighbor's flower bed is overgrown with weeds and you're like, oh, I was born for this moment. I was made to, to, for this right here. And so you show up in her flower garden and she doesn't even know it, right? You're out there just pulling weeds. It's your divine to-do list. You were made for that. Others of you have the gift of, of hospitality, you know, and, and someone in your neighborhood it just had a baby and their husband works and so people are pulling together to make meals for them. And you're like, oh, I got this. I was made for this. And you talk to one of your neighbor friends and she said, hey, you know, I just, I, all I did was I went through KFC and I brought her a bucket of chicken and, you know, they're good. And you're like, oh, you, you went through drive through Oh, I see. I'm gonna bring some Pinterest up in this house. I'm gonna bring some pioneer woman up in this house kind of thing. And you're like, I was made for this moment. And you go and you get a, like a picnic basket, wicker, matching napkins, monogrammed cups, you know, or whatever, chevron straws and, and whatever. You're like, I'm doing it. I was made for this moment. And you cook a five-course meal with, with quinoa. Is that how you say it? And kale chips and kefir. And you bring it over and a shank of lamb, you know, or whatever. And you cook it in copper pots and you take it over to her house and you're like, keep the pots, I was made for this moment. <laughs> you have that gift. It's your divine to do and you all have that. You all have divine to do's. In fact, growing up, like I, I thought I was going to be a police officer. I love, I love the popo. And many of you in this room are police officers. And I always thought I was gonna be a detective. In fact, I think, I think I would be if it wasn't for this. And uh, like I, I, I feel called, whenever I talk to a police officer, I, I try to act like one of them. I'm like, <laughs> Officer Colby here. You know, just wanna protect and to serve, you know, the people, bus people, life, liberty, pursuit of whatever, I don't even know. But in, in college, 
like I was asked to go on the job. And, and in fact, one of my wife's friends, I don't know, it was this kind of this situation, maybe there was some cheating going on, and they asked me to, to tail him, to follow him. And I'm like, absolutely, Officer Colby on the mission, you know, right? And so I follow him. I'm like ducking in bushes. I'm like hiding. I'm scoping things out. I'm like the eagle has entered the nest, you know, and I'm watching this, taking some notes, and I bust him. I bust him. I'm like, I was made for this moment. But you guys have that too. Something that you are made for, a divine to do. And that's really what I love about this church because you embrace that. You know that God has created you uniquely on purpose with a purpose, that you are made for something. In fact, you know, what we do every single week here is we, we point you to something called Crash Course, and, and you've heard it, but maybe, maybe your first time here, Crash Course is a journey to help you discover your design, to help you get connected to, to your divine to-do, to help you get connected to why you are on this earth. Starts with week one, life and liberty in Christ, and we tell you what salvation means and looks like, and week two, which is this week, you know, right after our, our, our 11, 15, uh, worship time, man, we're, we'll, we'll serve you lunch, we'll watch your kids, we're gonna talk about how you make this house a home, what it looks like to grow as a follower of Jesus, and then week three is all about the me I was born to be. We want you to discover your purpose. That's what I love about this church, to discover that, to serve in these walls, but not just in these walls, to serve outside here as well, that you really do desire to make a difference. Now, not everyone wants to do that, but most of you, I really believe, wanna make a difference. And here's why. Because when you look at your life and you realize all that God has done for you, all that he has forgiven you for, the way that he has blessed you, the way he doesn't count your sins against you anymore, your only response is to say, all right, God, what can I do for you? Like, I don't wanna be the Christian ninja. I don't wanna be the, the stealthy, you know, kind of under the radar follower of Jesus but I wanna make an impact, I wanna take action, I wanna go public with that. Embrace your divine to-do. And so what I want us to do, I wanna give you four ways, in fact, four things to focus on when it comes to taking action, when it comes to, to your good deeds, when it comes to being rich in generosity. Four things, and these are gonna build one on top of the other, and the first one is this, my actions point to my God, write that down. My good deeds, my, my work, my actions point to my God. Jesus, in his sermon on the mount, this is what he said in verse 14 of Matthew 5, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. That's a good way to burn your house down, dummy. Don't do that. Instead, a lamp's placed on a stand, where it gives light to everyone in the house. And he says, in the same way, let your good deeds, in the same way, let your actions, in the same way, let the fact that you are rich in generosity, rich in good deeds, shine out for all to see so that you can make a name for yourself. That's not what it says. It says that your good actions point to your great God. Your good actions shine out to for all to see so that everyone will praise who? Your heavenly Father. See your deeds, praise your Father. See your deeds, praise your Father. Your actions point 
to your God. And you should know that, that every time you act, you are a pointer. Every time you serve at the city mission, you are a pointer for the, for the reason for your serve. You're a pointer for the reason of your, your compassion. Every time you serve in this church, you are a pointer to why you do it. It's a proclamation of the reason for your action. So just make sure you don't just point. When you do your divine to-do, make sure that you, you, you're not just serving, that you're pointing. Have you ever known that, that person that does something good or, or brings you a gift, does something nice for you, and they, they remind you of it the rest of the day? You know that person? Like, hey, hey, remember that day? Check it out, Colby. Remember, remember when I brought you that Diet Coke? That was awesome of me, wasn't it? It was so awesome. That Diet Coke. Was it good, by the way? Was that Diet Coke good? It looked like you were enjoying that Diet Coke. I really think you, like, do you still have the Diet Coke can? Do you and I want to take a selfie with a Diet Coke and you can tell everybody how I got you that Diet Coke? You know those kinds of people? Like, they're the worst, right? I want to remind you all the time of the stuff they did. Hey, 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 check it out. Remember when I brought you lunch, you know, a month ago? I'm the man. So awesome. No. Your actions don't point to you. Your good actions point to your great God. You need to know that, that we are pointers to God. And I believe with all my heart that this is a church of pointers. That we see uh, what Jesus said. He said, you're the light of the world. He didn't say you're the voice of it. You're the light of it. So let your light shine. Don't let your mouth run. And listen, there's nothing wrong with, with sometimes you have to use your words. But a lot of times, the only message that someone will hear is your actions. Are you a pointer? Your actions, your good deeds point to your great God. And we are a church of pointers, I believe, moving with the heartbeat of God in our city. In fact, if we could take a a stethoscope and place it on the, the chest of God, it would beat others, others, others. Action, action. Don't talk about it. Let's do it. Action, others, others, lost people, hurting people, people in pain, people struggling, the least, the hopeless. That's what God's heart would beat with. And this church is called to just move with the rhythm of God's heartbeat, with everything that we have. We're act, act, my actions point to my God. Second thing is this, my actions are samples of Jesus Christ. It's just a small sample. Your actions are a small taste of something bigger. And you need to know that, that we're not the show. We're not the big deal. We're pointing, we're sampled to something larger. We've told you before, Kristen and I can feed our entire family on samples at Sam's Club on Saturday, all right? And here's the trick. You go early, you you make your way through all the samples, you go back out to the car, you put on a jacket and a hat, Boys get bundled up. We're going back in, right? And then we'll go back in. And I love, I love sample day at Sam's. I love it. I love the people working the samples. They are sample specialists, right? Because they have it down like, like what that sample is. They will tell it to you like, man, you gotta have some of that. You gotta get it. In fact, we'll go and we'll get some samples. And you know how the good ones have these massive lines that everybody's waiting for? And like even when the sample runs out, you know, I'm just kind of hovering around the sample table like looking, pretending I care what's in the freezer behind the lady. 
you do it too. But while my peripheral vision is on, is there a fresh batch of samples, you know, on the table? I'll tell Kristen, Kristen, you go ahead and go, go shopping up and down these lines. I'm gonna hang out around the samples. I'm gonna connect with some people. They might need Jesus. I'm gonna start a small group in Sam's Club. You know, you know what I do. And so we just hang out. But I had something uh, the other day, and, and it was like, it was so good. And don't, don't ever go into Sam's hungry, by the way, because you will leave there with so much junk that you don't ever need, I'm just saying. But it was so good, it was like spicy, it was like you know flavorful, a little hot, it was like a party going off in my mouth, and I, and I said, man, this is awesome. And she goes, yeah, it was baked just for you. Like this little gym was made high in the, the Nepalese mountains, cooked over coals from a Buddhist shrine, and it was, it was uh, you know, the sauce comes from Singapore with, with hints of, hints of uh, garlic and notes of tomato, you know, and so she's making it sound awesome. And you don't care that it's just a hot pocket that's been cut up into fifths, you, have, you don't care. <laughs> that's how it works, right? But it tastes so good in the moment. Then what does she do? After you're like, man, this is so good, what does she do? She tells you where you can get more. She tells you where you can get a bigger portion. She gives you a sample, and then she points you to where you can get a bigger portion to where you take, are you guys following me here? We are samples, church. We are to give people just a taste, a small taste of the love of Jesus. We're not the big deal. We give them a taste and point them to God. We are samples of Jesus Christ. And we just say, hey, oh, that you would come and taste and see how good the love of God is that you would experience that. We are sample specialists for Jesus, amen? That's our job. We give a taste. And people say, I gotta have some of that. Well, I can tell you where you can get some more. In fact, we're gonna enable you to do that on your way out, and I've been alluding to these acts of kindness cards, and we'll show them to you in just a moment. But we do this because I believe it's the heart of Jesus. Jesus would see a need and he'd meet a need. He'd see a need and he'd meet a need. And in Acts 10, 38, it says Jesus went around acting, went around taking action, doing good, and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We see a need, meet a need, see a need, meet a need. And you guys as a church are doing that. In fact, sometimes you don't know the impact that you're having. And I wanna share with you that, that just in the next two weeks, what, what kind of you are a part of together as this church is that we, we called the, the women's prison correctional facility down in Cambridge Springs. And we said, what is it that you need? Like, how can we be a blessing? How can we give the, the ladies there a sample, just a taste of the love of Jesus, like what is it that you need? And they got back to us and said, hey, th we really need um, just deodorant and chapstick. And we're like, done. We're not gonna meet a need that no one has. And so you guys are sending as a church together, you know, deodorant and chapstick to 1,200 inmates down in Cambridge Springs. That's awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> to be a sample of the love of God. And then not only that, there's a, about 100 guys living at a, at a transitional facility, corrections facility here in Erie. And we asked them, what is it that you guys need? And some of them, you know, come to church. Some of them are, you know, back and forth. It's a, it's a halfway kind of house. And they're like, we need laundry detergent. We need socks and laundry bags. And we said, done. 
We're gonna bring 100 bags filled with socks and laundry detergent to you guys this week and an opportunity for those of you that wanna be a part of that to come and pray for them and with them. Why do we do that? Because we're samples. We're samples pointing to a much greater portion. We're samples. The third thing is this, my actions will go the extra mile. I hope this, I really hope this is helping you today. Understand the significance that one little act can have. I hope you're you're getting that. My actions will go the extra mile to show God's love. Jesus, in the same vein, in the same sermon, said if a soldier demands that you carry his great gear for a mile, carry it too. What's he talking about? Well, during this point in in history, in a Roman-controlled world, if a Roman soldier said, hey, pick that up and carry it for me, you were required all right, required to carry it for a 1,000 steps, about a mile. Like, you had no choice but to pick it up. And Jesus said, I don't want you to carry it for, for a 1,000 steps. You do the two. Like, anybody can carry it for a 1,000 steps, but you're not just anybody. Why would he say that? Why would he say double it? Don't just carry it for a 1,000. Don't just do what's, what's, what's required, but do more. Don't just do what the obligation is, because if you do 1,000, you do what's required, then you're meeting the obligation, but if you do 2,000, you're showing compassion, and it's in the extra 1,000 that they will see me. I think that's what he's saying, that anybody and everybody can do a 1,000, but it's in the other 1,000 that they're gonna see me. It's in that kindness, it's in that generosity, it's in the extra Hey, I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that wants to do extra. And many of you in this room, you do extra. You go that extra mile. That's why we're giving you these cards when you leave today. These are act of kindness cards, and there's there's literally thousands of them. We want you to grab as many as you can, as many as you want. The ushers are gonna have them at the door. Our auditorium team is gonna have them on your way out, but they simply say this, something extra to show you God loves you. Something extra. So what we want you to do with these cards is to, to take them to the, the grocery store. And as you see, you know that, that mom struggling to get all her groceries in her car, you know, while she's got three little monsters in tow. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about your kids. Your kids are angels. I'm talking about my kids, all right? <laughs> Can I help you carry that? Can I help you carry that? And when she says, why? You know, just give her this card. You know, I just wanna do a little something extra to show you that God loves you, or you, you go through a drive-through and you pay for the person behind you, and you say, hey, hey, I wanna pay for them, would you just give them this card? Why would you do that? To show them a little extra something that God loves you. In fact, on our Elevate app, if you pull that up, right there on the, the homepage, the main screen of the app, we gave you 16 different ways that you can apply this, like this week. 16 different ideas how you can do something extra. I was at... Wegmans, not that, that long ago, um, checking out. I was kind of in a hurry, and there was this, this, this seasoned lady in front of me. You know what I mean when I say seasoned? It's a nice way of saying older, thank you. I didn't wanna say it, older. You know, it's, it sounds, seasoned sounds better than weathered, all right? So she was seasoned. And she had all these coupons, and she was throwing them out there, and then, and you know how you do when you wanna be generous? I looked at the, the cash register person and I'm like, I got it. 
You know, you know how you do? Like, I'll get this, I'll get this. And she turned around, she saw me doing it. And a little ticked off. Actually, she's like, you don't have to do that. And my exact words were, I know I don't. I get to. I get to do it. And listen, before you think that's awesome, I've missed way more of those opportunities than I've seen. We live generously. So you could do that and then give them a card. And you know what this does? This tethers them back to the reason for your generosity. This tethers them back to the house of God and to the people of God. And you always wanna make sure that your actions point to your God, that your actions you know, are samples of Jesus. Your actions tether them back to the reason that you're doing it, that they go the extra mile. Why, Colby, why would we do all of this? Because we believe that everything that we do, every time you open your hand, every time you open your heart to someone, you are in fact opening the door for the gospel. Every time you, you bless them, every time you, you do an act of kindness, you're opening the door for them to hear about Jesus, in fact, taking action and caring for someone's needs, watch this, but not pointing them to Jesus is like giving them a piece of heaven but not showing them how to get there. And honestly, that would be cruel. So let's take action. Let's tell people, let's point them to our God. We get to be a part of this. We don't got to, we get to. And the fourth thing is this, my actions will glorify God through his church. Through his church. Like next week, we get to come together and we get to, uh, in a big way, with our Until Jesus Runs This Town offering, like go above and beyond, it's an offering. And again, this is not an obligation. Like they don't see Jesus in the obligation, right? It's in the above and beyond, it's in the offering. And I believe that we're gonna come together and I told you that that opportunity that we have out there for a $100,000 matching gift, I, I think what we're, we're able to do in this next year will be staggering and I, I can't wait for that, I can't wait for that. But I want you to know that there's, there's groups of people in this church that you don't always hear about that do some amazing things for people in this church. So part of what we do is out there beyond these walls, but part of what we do is helping in the house as well. And I got to reach out to one of our, our team leaders that, that, that manages, that leads our helping in the house kind of efforts. Her name's Kim Wade, and this is not accolades for them, but you need to know from time to time all that you are a part of, like even in this house. And I said, hey, can you just share with me a few of the ways that we've made an impact right here in this house? And so I wanna read you some of these things. Uh, and as I do, you just need to know, like these, these stories, these really are our Elevate heroes. These are the people that, that take this to the next level. These are the people that say, you know what, I, I'm saved I'm saved not by my action, but I'm saved for action. And I have to do something with it. In fact, this last year, they've, they've collected items. They furnished a single mom's house like completely, nearly, with beds and dressers and clothes and groceries. A single mom that was struggling, had three kids, trying to make ends meet, and she put it out there on their kind of secret page on Facebook, and there was this overwhelming response how we do this, how we care for one of our own. They've helped meals, do meal trains for moms. 
that were either ill or in surgery or, or just had a baby. They've sent care packages to the hospital for those in the church that are staying in the ICU overnight. They've um, even watched like kids for three weeks while a mom could get back on her feet and find a job. Like three weeks of babysitting. That's above and beyond right there. That's amazing. They've sent flowers, cards to those that have experienced illness or death or even miscarriages. They do all kinds of things, packing for families, helping people, you know, move. Why do they do this? Because they're action takers. They are difference makers. And they understand that everything they do is a sample to something larger. And if you don't hear anything else, you need to understand that everything you do, I've seen the smallest act produce an eternal difference in someone's life. Just the smallest thing. In fact, I'll share one more story with you and then I'm done. A friend of mine would every single, pretty much day, stop at the same place to get his coffee. And the guy behind the counter wanted nothing to do with him. And my friend tried to befriend him, tried to be nice to him, you know, tried to engage him in conversation, you know, just open the door a little bit. And this guy wanted nothing to do with him. He'd wear his Elevate shirt. He'd be in there talking about what we're gonna do and inviting him to church. And he was like, I don't wanna talk to you at all. Like, I mean, just a wall. And you know those people, it's just a wall. And so he decided and prayed about taking another approach. So what he started doing was, was bringing him stuff. He'd bring him like, like homemade apple pie. I know that wasn't one of them. I just I couldn't think of anything else. Homemade apple pie. He'd bring him Krispy Kreme donuts. I can always think of those. He'd bring him donuts. He'd bring him gift cards to Starbucks. He'd bring him just these, these little things, and he'd always kind of like, thank you. Receive them kind of with that attitude. You know I thanks. And just nothing. Just nothing. He's just kind of like hitting a wall with this guy. And he shows up, you know, one week, and he's kind of like, man, I don't really like this guy anymore. I'm gonna stop trying. And the guy says, hey, church was good on Sunday. <laughs> he's like, you talking to me? He said, we've been coming now for three weeks. My kids came first. My students came first. And they loved it. And so they brought us. And because they came and they, they met Jesus, it opened our heart to what this was all about. And so they had come. And they met God. And surrendered their life to Jesus. And have been coming, as far as I know, every single week. And you know who you are. That's awesome. Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. They didn't like each other. They're probably gonna get into a fight in the parking lot whenever they saw each other, I don't know. But because he liked his actions, he began to like his God. And because he began to like his God, his heart was open to hearing about Jesus and what Jesus did for him. You never know, you never know what one cup of coffee, what one act of kindness can do. In fact, here's my final challenge to you. Hebrews 
says this, let us think of ways. And let's come up with stuff. Let's be a, a church of, of innovation. Let's, let's come up with, with the greatest ways that we can to motivate each other to take action, to motivate each other to do something with what we've been given, to motivate each other to be rich in good deeds, to motivate each other to do all that we can with all that we have to show love, to do good works, to be pointers to God, to be pointers to something bigger because that's why we're here. Bow your heads. Jesus, I pray that you would birth inside of our hearts, that you would birth inside of this church like how one small thing can make such a tremendous impact. I pray for a spirit of generosity to fall all over this house, all over us as individuals, that we would just open the door, God, to see more and more people come to you. It's by our kindness that people see you. It's by the way we love one another. It's by the way we give and serve. It's by the way we use our time and touch and our talent that leads people to Jesus and ultimately to salvation. And then the circle continues. And once we're saved from that point on, we do everything we can in response to the grace that we've received. And so Jesus, let us catch fire, understanding all that we have to do, the task that's in front of us. And we'll take action until Jesus runs this town. Now, with every head bowed, every eyes closed, there are those of you, you've never experienced the, the free gift of grace. And before you go today, you need to do just that. Then maybe your eyes are open, maybe someone brought you here, and you understand how much Jesus loves you. I'd say because you're sitting in this room right here and right now, it's an indication that for God so loved you that he was desperate to get to you. He was desperate to have you not live in your sin and in your shame, to struggle through this life, but to experience that true life, not to just exist. Like maybe you feel you are, but to experience life and life to the full. And today you understand for the first time maybe what Jesus did for you the moment he died on the cross, that he took your sin. He took your punishment that we deserved and then he conquered it through his death but his resurrection as well and because we have hope in that and trust in that the bible tells us that we are saved and if you'd say man i want that i need that desperately colby like that's why i'm here today is to get this right and to surrender my life to christ in just a moment i'm going to pray a prayer that does just that there's nothing magic about this prayer the most important part is that you believe it, that you believe it in your heart, that you receive it, and then that you respond to it. And you just own the fact that the Bible says if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. You are not a Christian ninja undercover. Hey, I mean it. You are to do good works. You are to let your light shine for all to see, not to point to you but to something greater than you. If you're here today living for yourself, you're living for the wrong thing. So as soon as I pray that prayer, you'd say, Colby, I'm praying that with you. I'm gonna get this right. 
from this moment, I'm gonna live for something greater. Would you just raise your hand? No one's looking around, just raise your hand. Awesome, praise God for you, praise God for you. Just hold up high, this is an act of saying, you know what, today, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this right. Awesome, praise God, praise God. You can put your hands down. Jesus, today, just repeat this after me in your heart. Jesus, today, I surrender my life to you. I want my life to count, and I can't do this on my own, and I keep trying and I keep failing. So Jesus, save me from my sin. I repent. I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm asking for a fresh start. I'm asking to be reborn as a follower of yours, a believer of Jesus. And from this moment on, I'm gonna do my very best that I can with the help of the Holy Spirit to make a difference, to live for something greater, to own that name, follower of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Well, let's celebrate with those. Come on, I know you can do it. You just made the best decision of your life. We are always encouraged to know that God is using Elevate to bless people's lives. If you have a story about how God is working in your life, share your story online at elevatechurch.com.